Hi, Mike. All right, Chad. What is this? This is a podcast. Didn't we tell you about the podcast? No. <laughs> What's a podcast? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, hi, Wes. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. All right. How about you? Oh, this is pretty cool. We're all here at the same time. Except for Patrick. Yeah, he's being awfully quiet. I'm not. <laughs> uh, why don't we why don't we start and try to fix some of the lies that you told about them now that they're here? Uh-oh. Like what? We start about, you know, West showering and that kind of stuff. We can just like set the record straight. Oh, did I say that? Yeah, I absolutely do yeah. not shower. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was I prefer uh, episode to bathe three. in streams. Hey, Chuck, could you roll uh, section two five, please? Yeah. Thank you. Chuck, what are you paying you for? It's more of a dry bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's uh, set the scene. We just got out. We just got uh, We just uh, finished a show in a little town called Las Vegas. We uh, um, I forget how many thousands of people through the door. Yeah. We're uh, we're all a little bit shagged out. You know, the uh, groupies have just left. No. Yeah. Standing room is that, only. Is that code word for the nachos? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this was night two here in Las Vegas, playing at Mandalay Bay, or Rira Pub in Mandalay Bay. I'm I'm of the opinion that this is by far the best Vegas experience we've had. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Vegas is weird. Sometimes uh it feels like playing in an airport. Because people are coming and going, and there's like there's a lot of stuff going on. People have tickets to shows, or you know, we sometimes feel like uh, we did something wrong when people leave, but it's not out of badness. It's just there's so much going on; they can't sit still. So uh, you know, that's usually what it's like in Vegas. But this this week's been really good. We have the um, licensing convention, yeah, and we met some cool people. We met this guy last night that works for Blizzard. Yeah, that was a trip. Yeah. And uh, Blizzard, they make uh, World of Warcraft and yep. Starcraft. Right. Milkshakes. No, they don't do milkshakes. Oh, they, they might. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there was a guy up there, and Disney was there yesterday. There yeah, some people from Disney. we just found that out today. Yeah, they didn't like us. They kept shutting the door. <laughs> was it 16 times? Figures. Something like that. Yeah. I forget. But the yeah, and Jake was sitting at the bar and said, Oh, you're the fiddle player. And I was like, yeah. She goes, you were playing last night. I said, yeah. She goes, sorry, we kept shutting the door. You know, it was kind of loud and we were trying to talk. And I said, it was the first time, the 16th time, you were sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. So they enjoyed it too. No, but yeah, the, I mean, the big, the big thing is the Celtic conventions in town. So we've just had people from all over the world bouncing in. We have people from Australia, New Zealand, Ireland. Yeah. Um, Austin. Austin, yep. Yep. Houston, Houston, Comrades All, Comrades Dublin All, Fest. oh, um, but yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a really good point about the in and out of the, the 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 crowd. It's unnerving. This is our how many times have we done it, Chad? How many times have Blackguards played in, in Vegas? Vegas? Just five or six. Oh, or something good, well, we did Hennessy's and we did it with. I hope we got enough fingers here. Yeah, I think this is the sixth or seventh time we've been here. Yeah, we've been here a lot. And this is Wes's second time. And uh, we have, uh, it. The, the, the first two or three times is really unnerving when the bar empties out. Like Mike said, when it's time to go to the show, you got your tickets, you know, it's, 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 and also there's casinos 
on each side of you with bottles in their hands. And that we, we, uh, we watched them come in and come, but it, you know, that, that crowd will empty out and the crowd just comes right back in again. It's, it's like the tide. Yeah, there it is. That's a good and, analogy. And it's, but it's, it's, it, the, the, like, like Chad said, we have not, you know, it's a little early to, 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 thanks a lot. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we should have started over that in the media. It's a, it's a, it's a little early to, to, you know, to plant the flag and, you know, make the announcement, but we're, we're, uh, it's, it's absolutely, two days have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Back to back. And there hasn't been, there hasn't been a, 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 a second a piece. It's just been, they've mm-hmm. been rowdy. They've been in a great mood. Everybody's drinking. Everybody's just having a ball. And, uh, the staff at Rira, Rira has a really good mixture of, of people. You know, they got the they got the real sullen ones that get that just that just work really really hard and fast. Then they got the other ones that kind of, you know, they put the frills on the place and they and it's just a really nicely balanced uh, machine. And uh, we're just uh, the last two nights have just been absolutely fantastic. Just yeah, really really. And of course, all the people coming to surprise us. We've had a bunch of people yeah. show up and. Uh, there's it's more uh, coming too. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, it, I know it's uh, not surprising. But yeah. Well, I'm surprised because I don't. Yeah. Know. But we're we're, you know, just every time you look up and you you know these heads coming in. So, uh, Wes, had you been to Vegas before you came here with us last year? No, no, yeah. that was my first time. Yeah. What'd you think? It was pretty cool. I really enjoyed walking down Fremont Street and yeah. seeing all of Old Town Vegas. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I had pizza. At a place called Evil Pizza, it had a lot of evil Knievel stuff. Oh, cool! And that was super good. Yeah. Did you have you done any gambling? Uh, last time not this time. time. Last time I did, I lost hundred bucks oh, playing no. poker. Well, <laughs> I mean, I started off; it was fine. I made some risky bets and was up fifty bucks. And then I looked around, and everyone around me had like five and six hundred dollars in chips. It started making thirty and forty and fifty dollar bets, which to them wasn't anything, but to me, there was like half of my chips. And so I figured I could either go ahead and take my money and leave or see how long I can make it. And I made it by another 15 minutes before <laughs> I lost it. Would you do that again? No. No, definitely <laughs> not. A not. poker guy? Well, I enjoy poker, but yeah. I don't want to have to put five and 600 bucks in just to be able to play. Yeah. You got to watch it in Vegas, too, because like some of those tables, they'll have eight decks, you know, or four, what were they doing? Four decks? Yeah. Four decks, and they got eight people at the table. It's a lot different when you have your four friends over yeah. with one deck of cards. Yeah. You know, right. and, and you're just playing for fun. It, it's it's a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. But pa- uh, Patrick, you're not a gambling man, are you? Yeah. I gamble every day. <laughs> you see me drive? <laughs> oh, no, 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 not machines. Yeah. But you, have you ever played cards or is that? Uh, no, I prefer head games. I'm not a, I'm not a, <laughs> I don't like board games or car. I mean, you know, I'm just a, there's a lot of sitting still. It's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, Vegas is, Vegas is, uh, we, we mentioned it in a pod, uh, uh, Mike and Chad probably don't know this, but we've, we've actually had more than one podcast. So, uh, <laughs> welcome Mike. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Wes. Yeah. Chad definitely has no idea. We've had more than one. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, we, um, we mentioned it before my first trip to Vegas. I was about, I was really young. I was about Wes's age. <laughs> and uh, uh, no, I was about, I think I was about nine, nine years old, eight or nine. And uh, we saw the Carpenters here. And uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so, so that was my first introduction to, to Vegas. And um, a lot of people don't know this either. When Elvis was here, he didn't, he didn't meet me. So a lot of people <laughs> don't know that. So now we do. But uh, yeah, so Vegas says it, it, it had kind of, 
like you were saying, Fremont Street, Vegas now is is not anything like it was. And it's, uh, you know, it's just, a, and I really don't have much memory of, of that, but that's how I always thought of Vegas. It's Fremont Street and the, the old Vegas. And the, the, the new Vegas is just, it's, it's not like, I was out today at Red Rocks Canyon and that's, that, that to me is, that's, that's how I, that's how I like Vegas. Yeah. That's, that alone is worth the trip. I can run it. Yeah. 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 The, the first time I came to Vegas, uh, this guy brought me, you know, and we rode up in like a convertible and, um, and I'm really good at counting blackjack and, uh, <laughs> and like, but I don't like Kmart. Kmart sucks. And, uh, and I like watching Judge Wapner. And so that was, that was the first time I came to Vegas. Okay. Let's dig home. Stick deeper. Somebody write that down. Yeah. That's the plot of Rain Man. Oh, is it? Okay. Take your time. Take your time. It's no, been I, a while. Yeah, I came uh I came when I was nine, I think, too. And uh we took a road trip up here. I used to live in Phoenix, me. And we took a road trip up here to see the uh there's some tar pits. I don't know if, I think it gotta still be here, but they have some woolly mammoth tar pits, and I was really into dinosaurs. So oh, we I went, thought you were talking about the two at the bar today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we went to see tar, see the tar pits, and then my parents. We stayed at Circus Circus, and my parents took us down the strip like at night to see it lit up. And I, I remember my comment was that it was a waste of electricity. <laughs> the Scotsman. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Mister Wizard wouldn't approve of this. Yeah, I took my kids last Christmas. We were here. Yeah. Uh, my dad was, my dad was here in Vegas and I took him down the strip and, uh, we ate at one of the restaurants on the strip, um, cheesecake factory. That's right. We, uh, went to the cheesecake factory and then I, I took him on the strip and kind of showed him the thing and they were like, all right, that's great. Uh, let's go back to the, you know, let's go back to the wilderness there. <laughs> definitely, definitely my kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I like Vegas though. I like people watching. And yes. so, so, and this is some of the best, like if you want to see. 800 pound people on a, on a scooter, just, just hey, going really I was slow. Just it would, uh, <laughs> and then the, just the, the craziness. And now they have, they've got weed everywhere. Legalized what? weed. Yep. Yeah. That's what West talks about. Yeah. Is, it's legal. It's like, I said, when has the law ever bothered you before? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, what do you mean? I'm a law abiding citizen. Well, everywhere I know you I are. It just, it just doesn't bother you is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense when you say it that way. Yeah, <laughs> I remember one time we were playing at Rera, and there was it was one of those dead nights. This was a couple tours back, and uh, there was this elderly couple—not elderly, but they were older, like forty. And they had hired, yeah, like in their forties, they were like old. <laughs> <laughs> so they hired like they had hired a call girl, like, and they were having fun and drinking and partying with her. And then uh, she went to the bathroom, and she walked back out, and they ditched her. You know, and I saw this all happen. I'm playing drones, and I just saw them talking about like, "Yeah, let's just leave." So they left, and then you took and, over. No, she she came out, and she had a full pint of Guinness on the table, and she just looked around yeah. and realized what happened, and she grabbed the pint and just yeah, and just very casually walked away. Yes, like, like just, just like a cat who fell off a roof or something. Yeah, just drank God. the whole thing. It was yeah. so so depressing. But that's that's <laughs> what I love to see in Vegas is that that kind of stuff. Yeah, God, yeah. And w- what about you, Chad? You're a gambler, rambler. Long no, way from home? We, I remember the first time we came here, we we made the rounds and we're going around and looking at all the uh, slot machines and things like that because it was just to me it was just fascinating because I'd never been here before, so yeah. that was kind of neat. But I got bored with it pretty quickly. I won. I think I won twenty bucks at uh, Kitty Glitter. No, it was some <laughs> machine. Where, what's the what's the casino that has we're secret in, pizza? 
Oh, that was at the uh, Cosmopolitan. At the, yeah, the Cosmo. That was a vending machine. That was a. Yeah. <laughs> I went twenty bucks. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, that was as, that was as far as I was gone. I remember uh, I like to walk this walk and go around the whole thing. And uh, one time I was out and I was in the Bellagio. And you guys texted me. They're like, hey, can you bring back some quarters for laundry? <laughs> and so I walked up to the cashier at the Bellagio. You know, it's all, it's all under, they got the bars and everything, gold bars and everything. And they, they slide the little tray out. And I'm like, can I get $10 in quarters? And the guy just kind of looked at me. He's like, sure. He's like, the slots don't take quarters. I go, it's for my laundry. And I slid, <laughs> slid a 10 across at the Bellagio. And I, nice. I kept the receipt. I have it at home. And it, it's my receipt from the Bellagio for $10 nice. in quarters. Yeah, and 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 again, you know, we've walked the strip at night, you know, after some of the gigs, and uh, you know, a couple of times, uh, our good friend Steve O'Brien gave us his his glitter jackets from his uh, Sharp Dressed Men as ZZ Top tribute band, and uh, we had the Elvis wig, and we walked the strip, and uh, you know, of course, it's all night, and it's it's. uh, but you walk through, we had Elvis glasses on or whatever. We walked through and it was, it was like the second coming. It was just people lining up to, to take pictures with us and do all kinds of, it was, I was, I was pretty fun. But again, that's my kind of thing. And like, like Wes was saying, Wes, Wes is a, you're like a chameleon. You kind of, you find the local, uh, I want to censor this in case there's any kids listening, but uh, Wes, Wes, <laughs> everywhere we go, Wes gets real local real fast and he's gone. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 Disappeared. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's your thing. I mean, it's, it, it's really cool. It's better than the alternative, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the person that kind of sits in the corner and, you know, it's not going to name names. It, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but, but that, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a really, it, it, it's just, it's wonderful because, because you don't waste any time. And it's uh, everywhere we go. It's uh, you know, you, you just always meet people that you maybe the first time you met them, but you're ne- never a stranger. It's Are you cool. you're trying to do the tattoo for every state you play in now? Yeah. So uh, my roommate kind of did the same thing, but I'm getting mine done on the road. So tomorrow I'm getting two tattoos. I'm getting one for Vegas and one for California because we're about to go to California. Did you tell them that California's canceled. What? No, <laughs> man. But it, it'll work out. And for Vegas, I'm gonna get the back side of the Vegas sign because everyone always gets tattoos of the front side. What's know? the back side say? Uh, Handle something about drive safe. Drive Come back safe. soon. Coming in. Yeah. I have no idea. I can tell you tomorrow. What it yeah. says. Yeah. It does say something. Like I'll tell you when it's on his forehead. <laughs> Damn it. No, I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the first one I got done on the road with y'all was in Philadelphia. Yeah, I got the Liberty Bell in Philly on Friday the thirteenth. Oh, yeah. That was also my first yeah. Friday the thirteenth tattoo. I've never been to Philly. Would you guys went without me? Yeah. Sure did. I know. And what were you doing that he day? Had, he had eighteen million relatives in town. Yeah, yeah. there was yeah there was a huge yeah, Devlin family reunion going on. Yeah. family. That was a fun day though. Going Thanks, to Philly. Yeah. We spent most of it on South Street, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that bar we went to with all the graffiti? The Bear. Oh, oh. Tattooed Mom? Tattooed yeah. Mom. That bar was upstairs. really cool. That, yeah. Where they changed it. Yeah. That's a great, great, great bar. Yeah. Uh, there was also some jazz bar. Oh, Blues. Blues. What was it Jazz Bar or Blues? Blues, yeah. yeah. They had a Blues Jam going on. That chick was playing like slide yeah. on the ground. She was, oh, she was, she was really so good. good. That, 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 was, that was a man. Yeah, Peaches. Peaches. Yes. 
Was and there's a really killer drummer too on that session. Yeah. You you you, you I, found him on Twitter. Yeah, I don't remember his I can't name. Remember his name. <laughs> but he was good. We had lunch at Fo Twenty or Fo Twenty. Fo Twenty. You say it right. Fo Twenty. Yeah, in Chinatown. We walked all the way down, and we're finding. Oh yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we had the, the Bon Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We went and rode roller coasters at Hershey's Park the next day. Oh God. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know that y'all rode roller coasters. I rode roller coasters. It was so oppressively hot. Yeah, blackguards in a theme park is is really a uh, really a good time. <laughs> <laughs> You want to see it split up in different directions faster now. That's what happens. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's say let's let's change subjects here. All right. So Wes, when when uh, how long have you been playing fiddle? Oh man, I started in the fourth grade, and I don't know how old I was then. How old's a fourth grader? Um, uh, 12, 10, 10, 10. 10. Okay, so I've been playing for about sixteen years now. I did, started off doing orchestra and did that. You see, we were in Georgia, fourth grade and fifth grade, and then we moved here in, to Texas in sixth grade, and I switched to viola, and I didn't know how to read violin music yet because uh, I'd just been playing by ear oh, wow. mostly. And then switching to viola, I had learned to read alto clef as well, and then we moved back to Georgia, and I went back to playing violin. Yeah. And then finally we moved back here again and I stayed in orchestra all the way through high school till I got my letter jacket and then quit and started playing with bands. Yeah. So what, how did you originally pick up fiddle? Was that the first instrument you learned how to play? That was the first one. Yeah. 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 Why I fiddle? Mean, why, why I don't know. Yeah. Um, Georgia fiddle. It just always, my mom said she just remembers when I was four, I just started saying I wanted to play the violin huh. and we'd drive. On the way to school, there was a golden violin shop that we'd pass, and there was always violin in the window. I'd point at it and tell her I wanted to play it. That's cool. And so fourth grade is the first chance it was offered, and my dad's told the story so many times, said that it was the best investment they made, but they spent their last 50 bucks they had on a fiddle out of the wooden nickel ads in Georgia. And I remember it came in, and my parents were working. It was just me and my brother at the house, and I pulled it out. And tried to make noise. It just sounded like cats dying, man. <laughs> it didn't sound very good at all. Yeah. So when did you have your first lesson after that? Um, I guess that would have been summer. So it would have August coming into fourth grade. Yeah. Started in orchestra. Okay. So but, but how much how far along did you get on your own before that? Just by ear. Oh. Thing? Not very far. No? no, I needed a little bit of direction. Yeah. Um, but then they they had this thing where we'd use pinstriping tape and mark on the fingerboard where our fingers are supposed to be. And I kept peeling mine off because I didn't want it on there. <laughs> and then all the other kids would start peeling theirs off and the director would get mad because he's <laughs> the one that's got to redo it. And I was one of the few that could play without it. But I just I got in trouble every week <laughs> for peeling all that off. Yeah, it was a trip. And then I guess I never really fit in too much in orchestra. Um, I remember the hardest song I ever had to play was William Tell. We had a chair test, and I told the teacher I didn't want to play it, that I couldn't play the song, and she didn't believe me. I told her, I'd just take last chair. It's fine. I wasn't going to take the test, and she told me I was going to be kicked out if I didn't take the test, so I didn't play the song very well, and I sat last chair, and that was really what made me make the jump to start learning to read violin sheet music Yeah, because that was important. Yeah. And then got to high school, and we'd everyone would be practicing and I'd take whatever box we, we were working on and try to do some double stops and throw different <laughs> weird things in there and ever, weird by everyone else's standards. Everyone's yeah. like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm playing music. What are you doing? 
There's just two different views of yeah. what was going on. When did, when did you, so uh, you play guitar as well? Yep. Yep. When play guitar, um, mostly chords, been working on lead guitar, uh, working a little bit on banjo. I just got a keyboard. So I might just try to oh, start yeah. working on some keys. When did you, when did you start learning guitar? Uh, there probably would have been, I had one when I was little because my cousin had one. But I remember I was probably second grade. We were running around downstairs in the basement. And in the 80s, they had those foam mats that were like eight inches thick that were all different colors. And women worked out on them. Like they stepped on and stepped off them to yeah. all the music. Mm-hmm. We had one of those, and my brother was playing with it. And I pushed him and didn't know my guitar was on the other side and broke the neck in half. And my parents said they weren't going to buy me another one because I broke that one, even though it was my brother. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> that broke that one. So finally, I got a, uh, I think a guitar in high school. It's like okay. freshman year. Okay. Well, you I started earlier playing. than I did. That's cool. All right, Mike. Yeah. How long have you been playing drums? Um, 845. I, I started when I was in, I got my drums in seventh grade. Yeah. For Christmas. So I don't know if I was 12 or 13. Probably turned 13 yeah in seventh grade does that sound right yeah yeah yes yeah, so no, maybe i was yeah, turned 12 right. yeah so when i was 12 i got um my drums then and um i well i started six months previous i guess in school band and i started out with a practice pad and um i kind of knew i was going to play drums because i had my best friend john played guitar and my other best friend rob his uncle had played bass, so there was a bass in his grandma's closet. So he was the bass player and John was the guitar player, so I knew that I had to be the drummer. And it was like a a year or two of begging. I remember my dad told me one day, he's like, I'll take you right now to go buy a guitar if you switch to guitar. And I was like, <laughs> no, I want to play drums, so I want to play drums. Yeah. And uh, so I did like school band, and I had a little practice pad, and I made my own little drum set. Um, I actually, the first drum I ever had was actually a Bowron, uh, that my dad had brought back from Ireland. And, uh, I took, um, and explain to the people what a Bowron is. Oh, yeah. uh, so it's like a, a little wooden drum, not little. It's like, it was a 16 inch wooden drum. It was like the tourist model, like the bigger one. And, uh, and then it's, it has a goat skin head glued to it and it's tightened and it's yeah. an Irish drum. Yeah. So that was my first drum that I had, but, um, uh, I took it and I, and I cut up some wire, like floral wire, and I taped it to the bottom to turn it into a, like a DIY snare drum because it didn't sound, I didn't like the way it sounded, so I like turned it into a, into a snare drum. And uh, I had this whole drum set rigged up with like coffee cans, and yeah. I made a um, bass drum pedal out of a Parcheesi board, and <laughs> I, I like cut it up and turned it into a, a it was like a Parcheesi board and a... Uh, a coat hanger and I made a bass drum pedal out of that and it was playing like a chlorine bucket. So that was my drum set for the first six months. Do you have any pictures of this? Um, I don't, I have pictures of my first drum set, Yeah, which was a awful drum set that my parents got at the pawn shop. And, uh, you've got a replica of it now. Hey, but a side note too, before I forget you're, 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 you're extremely handy. Yeah, uh, the, that that doesn't surprise me in the slightest that you would build uh, a, a drum kit because yeah, it's really uh, it's 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 something that you know because I mean you're you're 
uh, effect pedal, you know, yeah. business and whatnot. I mean, yeah, Mike's extremely, so I have to point that out too. Very handy, very, uh, you know, West mechanical, you know, the, these two guys can, uh, you know, so it's just like traveling with MacGyver and Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, continue this, sorry. Um, yeah, so my first drum set, uh, we got at the Easy Pawn, and uh, it was a kick drum and a rack tom and a snare, and that was it, and no cymbals. And um, I remember I, w- I got it, and I was like, man, I really, I got to have a floor tom. Like, I, I got to have, you know, Dave Grohl's got four drums. I got to have four drums, and... You know, Ringo has four drums. Like, I can't, nobody has just the rack tom. So we went to uh, Rock and Robin, and uh, I'm pretty sure Ernie was working there. Well, working, just, that's generous, but yeah. What's that? Work, that's a generous term. Yeah, Ernie, uh, our friend, the drummer for uh, Tarantula, was working Sister there. Mary Tarantula. Sister Mary Tarantula. Edgebrook. Edgebrook. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so I got a floor tom from there, and it was like a Slingerland uh, floor tom. And it didn't match my drum set, so I got, um, my drum set was white, so I got white shelf paper and relined the drum to make it match my kit, and that was my, that was my first drum set. Cool. Yeah. And I had a band the first day that I had. I got my drums officially on my birthday, and uh, for my birthday party, I had everybody over that I knew that played an instrument, so I had two bass players. Um, John didn't have an electric guitar. So we broke my parents' record player and we taped the phono arm to the acoustic and it would just feed back and that was good enough. <laughs> and uh, yeah, two bass players and drums and uh, it was everybody I knew that, that had an instrument <laughs> was over and we, we had a show yeah. the first day. Like I did, We didn't know what we were doing, but we invited, we had made flyers and we had a crowd of people coming over. It's impressive. Yeah. yeah, it was awful. Yeah. I don't remember what the name was then. I, we had a bunch of names. Like uh, I remember one of the ones that we had was aneurysm. And uh, we came back from school for the summer, and our religion teacher had had an aneurysm. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the school was like, you guys are so wrong. Like, I can't believe you'd name your band after that, you know. <laughs> and we're like, well, we had it first, you know. Like, <laughs> and, uh, How dare she read our band name? yeah. <laughs> We had a bunch of names, and that became that that band became Bob McNipple. Oh, really? Yeah. Where did that come from? I don't know. That was <laughs> just this name that we had, and uh, that was like our little three piece. It ended up we lost one of our two. We lost the lead bass player, and we just had the rhythm bass player. <laughs> and uh, John eventually got a real guitar, and that was our our band in middle school. How many different bands do you think you've been? Have you counted them? Um, been in a lot. Yeah, it's not that many, though, because I tend to stay in bands for a long time, you know? Yeah, uh, still. I mean, the the band that I was in, in seventh grade, I stayed with those guys through all of high school. Yeah. You know, for probably six years we played together. Mm-hmm. So it was after Bob and Nipple, we added a horn section, and we became the Ventilators, right. which was a ska band. In college, I played in an emo band called ENIAC. All right. And then um, I played in a country band up in Carrollton, Texas, called the Americanos. Oh, I didn't. Know. That's one I don't. Yeah, I think I've heard that one. Yeah, I was in that band for six months, and uh, it was cool. But I didn't like uh, I didn't like the the circuit for alt country bands back then. It Why? was I don't know a lot of smoky bars and a lot of douchebags, and you know <laughs> I liked the music. I just didn't like the fans. Yeah, like, they were really obnoxious. 
Yeah. And then um, when I moved back to Houston, I had a band called No Gun Rye with mm-hmm. John and Rob, who were in Bob McNipple, the same guys that started with in middle school. Yeah. And this other guy named Ben. And then oh, I was in this band called The Cants. Yeah. And uh, that was a pretty big band. We went around. Then I played in My Luck, which is a hardcore <laughs> band. I lost count. <laughs> yeah, oh, I stopped counting. It's not that many bands, really. And then um, the fucking Transmissions. That was the rap band that I was in. That was the band I was in before. Right before us. Before yeah. Blackguards. Yeah. Was rap. Rap. Yeah. yeah. So I actually got to see you play with them mm-hmm. and with uh, Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded, yeah. Forgot so what were you, the hype band? No, I was the drummer. You're the drummer. Yeah, it was uh, Ben, who was my friend. He played in No Gun Rye and a couple other projects that we did. He worked at the River Oaks Movie Theater, which Chaz talked about yeah. before with a bunch of people from PVA, the high school where Chad went. But this was, you know, 20 Different years generation, on. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, uh, they worked there, too. And they found out that Ben knew how to make music and they knew how to rap, but they didn't know how to work computers or do anything. So they're like, oh, you know how to do music. So they started the band with Ben. And then uh, I got asked in just to, to fill in. So I played drums with them. And it was really cool. We did like a lot of really good stuff, really good shows. We played with Ghostface Killer, um, Rizza, Jizza, like a lot of the people from Wu-Tang Clan. We did shows with them. We played with Bun B. We got to play a lot of really good shows, but I always knew uh, if it ever went anywhere with them that, that the band would be gone, you know, that they would just get producers or, you know, a record late, which is basically what kind of happened. Yeah, at that. Yeah. yeah. Is he still doing stuff? Not really. Uh-huh. Uh, Cornbread. Yeah. He's like a realtor, I think now. Oh. And he's involved with Vinyl Ranch, which is that DJ night where they play like country music. Uh, that It's like something to do with Cactus and, Music. Yeah, yeah, they have like a DJ night that rotates around. I think they do it at Leon's Lounge or they do oh, okay. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, cool. So, yeah. So, how, how many different bands have you been in? You play with a ton of play with a lot. This yeah. week? Yeah, right. This <laughs> yeah. week. Um, if we're counting like bands that like I've devoted my time with and played for full time, let's see, one, two, three, four. I think it's probably seven or eight. But if it's bands I've played with, then it's a lot. Because there's mm. the fiddle playing community is rather small. So I spent all of my time before y'all, before this band, yeah. in uh, Texas country. Yeah. So what, that would be most of my experience. What's like the weirdest gig you, you, you took to like? The weirdest gig? Even if it was just a one off thing. Like what was. Playing with y'all, the nudist colony was pretty odd. Because <laughs> I wasn't full-time yeah. yet. I, mean, I that put that at the top of the list, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, outside of that, there was, I don't know about weird, but it was cool. We played a private party with a band that I used to play for, and it was in a penthouse suite in downtown Austin. And the guy had, like, his own private garage that he had a Maserati and, like, two Harleys and six Ducatis, and it was unreal. He's handing out Cubans like they're candy. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I ever had any weird shows other than playing with y'all. Like everything <laughs> else is pretty run of the mill, like country, smoky yeah. bars, festivals. Yeah. Whatever else. Right. All right. Well, that kind of brings me to this question that our friend Kelly Howe has been wanting us to answer for several weeks now. All right, Kelly. Listen up. Thank you, Kelly, for being patient. 
Thank you, everybody, for being patient for before we were able to pull this together. We had quite a few people asking me and Patrick when Wes and Mike were coming on the show. And so thank you, everybody, for caring. <laughs> uh, anyway, Kelly asked us, um, what are some of the worst things that have happened dealing with all-day drinkers at these festivals? Oh. Uh, now, Kelly is, just to be clear, Kelly is steering us towards a specific story that he knows about that happened in Weston, Missouri, which was a very rare incident, um, which we'll get to in a minute. There was two in Weston, though. Was there, there was, two? Yeah, there was the other one. It wasn't. So remember, we were, this would have been my first year with y'all at Weston, and there was the Scottish guy that was really loud at the festival that kept wanting to buy his beers, and we kept telling him no, and he kept wanting to buy his beers. And wouldn't do it. So we, we kept seeing him all day, and he was drinking all day. Then we played down the cellar, and he was down there. And then we went back for the jam session at the hotel, and he was there. And he was trying so hard to make sense and to have conversation, but it just, he didn't have the ability to form full sentences. And so everyone was stepping outside from the jam session to go around the corner to smoke. And he'd stepped outside to relieve himself, and he was wearing a kilt. Didn't even lift it up. Had no idea there was people all around was, him. Yeah, it was, it was awful. It, yeah. it was like an elephant just, yeah. just dropping, dropping a glass full of water and straight had, down. He had no clue what was going on. And the next day, we saw him at the festival. It was like nothing had ever happened. <laughs> I look for him every year. He's been there every year since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I missed that because I, I remember that night we. We got, there's always been a get together um, at that hotel with the musicians in, in the Western Irish Festival hanging out. And I, I kind of peeked my, poked my head in and I saw how many people were in there. And I was like, no. <laughs> I just went to my room. I was like, that's, that's going to get out of control. Like, I'm not, not down for that. But yeah, that, apparently that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> there was that one time at Weston and when Bob Reeder was in the uh, arm wrestling competition mm -hmm. and uh, he was losing and then he turned his hat around. And then he just he just went over the top. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And he won. And then a big fight broke out. Yeah. And Bob Reeder was just just killing everybody. It was crazy. Are you referencing another movie I haven't seen? Yeah. Over, over the top. <laughs> <laughs> We've been warning people about Mike's sense of humor this whole time. So now, <laughs> now you know. I remember that uh, one time, and we were in uh, at Fado in Austin, and Fado was always Austin. It's not Fado; it was just Austin was always a little crazy because there's this alleyway behind the club where we load out, and uh, we <laughs> oh were, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had finished loading out, and I was taking a nap in the back seat of the van, like a you know, I was just and I, but I was watching the gear also while taking a nap, <laughs> and I I heard the door open, and the the van was running. We were getting the AC going. And I heard the door open and I kind of just popped up to see, I thought it was like Patrick and some guy was just behind the wheel of the van and he was like kind of messing around on the dash, like picked up some sunglasses and he put them on. And I don't remember what happened, but I flew from the back to the front and I pushed him out of the van and then I grabbed him like by his pants and his collar and just gave him like a little <laughs> heave <laughs> and let go and uh they were doing construction so there was like that one of those metal um grates that they put over over like a when they put a big hole in the road and uh i just threw this guy and he went like sliding down the street <laughs> and that's what i remember patrick you were saying as i missed the whole thing but, but patrick you walked up right as he was getting 
Right. Well, I was walking up from, from my perspective. I'm coming up t- towards the alley, and I just see a guy body surfing <laughs> down the alley. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> most alleys are beautiful and pristine, and they smell wonderful, and they're, you, know, you could just eat your dinner off the floor. This was not one of those alleys. This was an alley that was just absolutely putrid. I mean, and, and in, in, its, in its most you know, pure form, is just, I mean, sewers bypass that, that, <laughs> that alley. And I just see this guy go skating past on his stomach. It was like a, it was like a scene out of a slapstick comedy or something. This guy just goes <laughs> down the thing. I was like, that's weird. And then I hear Mike go, don't just, don't do disrespect me. Don't run on me. Yeah. <laughs> what? These colors don't uh, run. Yeah. Brother. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. And I just, and, and, and I don't know if the guy actually got up or if he just slid home. <laughs> it was just, I just, I just, I was, I was hilarious. Uh, the only thing I remember he told me, he said, Oh, I thought I left my sunglasses over here. Yeah. And that was his like lame excuse. But I mean, as far as I was concerned, the van was running. You know, he could drive off with, uh, you know, yeah. everything in it. I know. He almost got kidnapped. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. If they kidnapped me, they would return me pretty quick. So you, you've seen at least one couple fights, right? At some of your shows, right? Yeah. I know you've got one story. Yeah, seen a couple of them. I'm trying to think of which one. Or the one that Cole Wetzley you were talking about. Oh, I heard it secondhand, but uh, he was playing a show up in Terrell, Texas, and a fight broke out uh, right in front of the stage. These two dudes, and he threw his guitar to the bass player and finished the fight, and the dude that started, he got thrown out, and he got back on stage, and the band never skipped the beat. This song and was going finished, the whole time. Yeah, and he finished the chorus, and That's the song was over. Cool. We the, very rare. It's very rare that we've actually seen fights break out at our shows, at Blackguard shows. Yeah, but it's happened a couple of times. And I'm remembering the the first one I remember. Patrick, help me out with this. Was uh, I think it was in it was Molly's and Conroe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mean the mean streets of Conroe. Mm. Corn, and this, Conroe. And this, uh, I'm gonna contrast this with something else. But tension. The fight broke out and. Within seconds, the, the bouncer lifted up the guy and just threw him out like within seconds. And I remember, Patrick, I remember you characterizing it as like they, they almost like rolled or like floated out of it, almost like the, the bartender or the bouncer was levitating the guy out of the bar. It just happened so effortlessly. Do you remember this? V- very vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and the, to, to contrast that with what, what happened. These are both incidents that happened before, well, well before Mike and Wes were in the band. There was that fight that broke out in, uh, in Jacksonville back in 2008. You remember this? No. When? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went to Lynch's. No, we were playing it there. Yeah, well, it was around that same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. played a string of, string of dates around, yes. around Jacksonville, and there was a bar. It's not there anymore. Yeah, we were playing with uh, Chris Buckley. Was yeah. Yeah. And uh, we played the first set, and it went fine. And Patrick and I were standing over by the door, just, you know, chatting or whatever. And, and uh, all of a sudden this fight breaks out. And it seemed rather innocuous at first. When th- you know, we've seen these things occasionally. And you usually get put out, you know, if you've got a, a bar with a good staff who knows how to deal with these situations, it's usually put under control pretty quickly. But this just kept rolling along. It, kept, it was like a, like a tumbleweed just kept gathering people. And it became almost one of those cartoonish bar fights where it's just a cloud of dust and fists flying out of it. And it moved over, got closer and closer to the stage. And, and Patrick and I are watching this going, oh, that doesn't look good. And 
before we knew it, they flew into the stage and knocked one of our mains over. And it just so happened that Chris Buckley, our fiddle player at the time, was standing right there and it fell on him. He caught it. And with, as he was trying to protect his fiddle. Yeah, he caught it with his forearm. And what Chad's yeah. talking about when he's talking about mains is our main speakers. Yeah. And these are Mackie uh, 100 watt. Oh, yeah, these are pound. Uh, yeah, 500 watt, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, they're 100 pounds. These are huge speakers. Yeah, yeah they're, they're massive. And we, they're, they're, we're on, they're on um, poles that are rated for 100 pounds, which means you shouldn't put more than 60 pounds on it because musicians are so clever in that stuff. When you, you know, <laughs> musicians take such wonderful hints and they're always really good about it. So anyway, you buy 100 pound rated poles, you think that it's going to hold these things. These things look like spaghetti noodles trying to hold up a fridge. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And anyway, Chris, you know, saw his multi, you know, his, his fiddle worth thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the shadow of this, you know, falling speaker. So he puts his arm across mm -hmm. the stage and catches the, this pole holding up the speaker mm -hmm. as it falls. Yeah. And uh, Chris, uh, he's married now, so he, he can tell you he bruises easily. <laughs> uh, and he, uh, his arm... Was it, it? It looked like some. It looked like he was smuggling a bowling ball in his forearm for the next six weeks. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. That it, yeah. So we obviously we Patrick and I ran over as soon as that happened. I didn't. When, <laughs> I, was, I was afraid. And when I when I got there, uh, Chris he was like holding holding the speaker up with his arms and he was kicking the guy. <laughs> <with his foot. laughs> Get out of here! And the guy, and the, as the, you know, there's another guy on top of him punching him and patch, and Chris is, Chris is kicking him in the face. <laughs> and, uh, so then the guy, they lift up the fight, kept going on and it rolled out the front door and, uh, we're, we're straightening up our things. And, um, apparently the guy, it was, apparently it was like the whole bar descended on this one guy hmm. and it was like this one guy against, I don't know how many other dudes, like five or six guys. And they, but the guy left, he like drove up and then he came back. And then the fight started again, like out by the street. And still at this point, the cops hadn't even shown up yet. <laughs> it, was just, it was just ridiculous. I mean, we'd, I'd never, to this day, I still have not seen anything like this at any other pub. So we stopped playing. That was, Chris basically said, I'm done. <laughs> that was the only time that we've actually had to stop playing because of, you know, did they break the mic stands or the speaker stand or what? No, that has happened. In oh. <laughs> so, not because of a fight. I had that, um, those yeah. stories mixed up then. Yeah, there was a, there was a time that a, a drunk, drunk person fell into my mic stand and uh, just destroyed it. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple of times where a drunk bass player uh, ran into my mic stand and put a hole in my bass drum head. <laughs> that wasn't me. It was extra. It was just, you know, extra because He never said you, yeah, but yeah. guilty dog barks the loudest. <laughs> <laughs> woof, woof, woof. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> This, so, pod, this podcast is going to be heavily edited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't yeah. recall seeing that fight at all. I mean, I don't, I know that he, because Chris told us like 30 times that night how he stopped the, the, the thing. <laughs> but, you know, and, and I saw his arm and I remember his arm just being, it looked like it was just, you know, like he'd been tortured and it was, you know, yeah. so, but I, I have no recognition. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So. This brings us to the <laughs> the story that everybody's going. Come on, just tell the freaking story. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they're using that kind of language, <laughs> kind of potty what, mouth. What the hey? Uh, yeah, you guys just don't give a care. 
<laughs> All right. We'll take, going, going back to Western Missouri, this was when we were there playing Western Irish. It was the first day of, was it the first day? Or September. The second day? <laughs> well, we there for, it's a three-day festival. I think it was a second day. Yeah, right? it was a Saturday. Yeah. And so we'd finished playing our, our last set of the day and, and we're fixing the lowdown. Patrick went off to get the van, which was parked a couple blocks away. I, I'm stand, we're all just standing watching around, just waiting for him to show up and you know, talking with various people. And uh, Patrick comes up the street. It was dark, lonely night. <laughs> the moon was... And there were these two dudes walking down the middle of the street in front of him. So Patrick pulls up and very patiently is kind of going along behind him very slowly. And he flashes his brights just to get their attention. And so they go, they move out of the way. And then so at this point, we couldn't hear or see very clearly what was happening. But I, I see Patrick stop and the, one, and the guys come up to the side of the window. And within seconds, all of a sudden, Patrick's getting out of the van. <laughs> And the guys are walking away from him. And that's when we, Patrick walks up and he's, and he's yelling at the cop who was standing right there. And we see there's blood streaming down Patrick's face from his nose. Turns out the guy had just walked up and punched Patrick straight in the face. Yeah. With no warning, I think. So is that a pretty accurate? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I was driving up the street and there was two guys in the road. And uh, I was actually talking to them. And I thought that they were, they were, because uh, we had just played the the O'Malley's downstairs in the cellar, and I thought it was two guys from the from the pub. Yeah, I thought, and we were talking to them, and I, obviously crossed lines. I didn't know what they were saying, and uh, and I was talking. I was leaning out the window because it looked like two, except one of the guys uh, was wearing like a mini kilt. <laughs> it's a, uh, I mean. Kilt, but it was a little bit like you got a baby I, gap. Yeah, exactly. A cross dresser would go, nah, <laughs> yeah, I'll go. But uh, anyway, so uh, whatever I was saying and whatever he was saying was completely two different things. I'm leaning out the window. We're wrecked from the show. And the next thing, the guy decked, you know, punched me in the nose. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's a, there's a, you know, because I'm right at where you, where you are. And, and there was a, yeah. you know, and so, uh, yeah, so that, that's that's about what happened. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, well here, here's the thing, right? So, so if you get if I a, it's kind of, it's shocking because there's there was no there was it was a cross wire. I I thought these are two you know two of the lads that have been drinking down with us all night. And uh, Weston's a very 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 small town. So the, th- the two things you don't do is one you don't run them over with your car, and two you don't start a fight because there's a cop there. So get the cut, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. and. You know, because it's a your word against theirs. You know, blah blah blah, and uh, yeah, there was a big, there was a big, you know, ruckus then after that, right? Yeah. Well, the guy was just straight up and down denying that anything happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. He was, even though there were, yeah. he was yeah, there hammered, was like yeah. seven witnesses standing yeah. around. Yeah. His friend was telling him, "No, just don't say anything. Be quiet." Right. Yeah, but there's, I mean, I guess from the cops' point of view, yeah, he didn't say anything, so there wasn't anything he could do, but. Uh, the festival responded yeah. really well, and the guy got banned. And yeah, yeah, he hasn't been back, and it's not allowed back. <laughs> and Michael Coakley was out there within seconds. It's yeah. and I don't know where who told him what happened, but it's it's like I turned around and all of a sudden he was there. I think it was the mayor of Weston, Stephen George, <laughs> was told he there him the man with two first names. Yeah, yeah. but the, the the other thing too is uh, the the sh- the most shocking thing of the whole thing was I didn't know that we had attorneys and uh, you know medical staff yeah. in the band. 
these guys turned into the rock and roll lawyers and the, 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 well, you know, as Wes is going, you know, statue to 225.7. And if you tell, you know, what? How'd you know all this? Yeah. You know, we're going. He was like, if the, if he entered a vehicle to commit a crime, yes, it, yes. It, it multiplies the crime by three to grand yeah. theft larceny. <laughs> and I'm grand just I'm larceny. sitting there. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, you know, the, the most shocking thing is we don't have fights at our show. Yeah. I know this is what all we're talking about in this segment, <laughs> but we just, we just never have fun. Our songs are so tongue in cheek and they're so goofy. Most of the time you just have no, you know, there's no, you know, there, there's just no room for it. You have to go in there looking for a fight. So obviously, uh, you know, Minnie Mouse and her, you know, you know, their mini kilt, you know, those two were, Obviously not in the same group, but but they were well known in the town, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Because as soon as as soon as the incident was, you know, done and dusted, you know, Coke was like, yeah, well, yeah, he's barred for life, and he's, you know, this one. And there was a there was a whole family tree that was blocked from, you know, from entering the 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 the, the fairgrounds of Weston. You know, it's just it's crazy. It was that 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 was that was that was the most shocking part to me was that we had ter- attorneys, you know. Medical assistants, RNs, you know, OBGYNs, <laughs> uh, everything. Chad. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take lay, a look. Lay down, spread it. We'll <laughs> yeah. There's one thing. I mean, that's the only time that any of us have ever been assaulted, I think, because of just drunk people being Man, drunk. I got verbally assaulted in Little Rock standing in line at a what? Central Market. Yeah, the Whole Foods. Was, yeah, oh, Whole Foods. Yeah, not Central Market. My bad. Are you yeah, okay? I was standing there, and Watch there was an old man. Uh, he he was standing next to me. I was waiting for some pizza, and I kind of feel some eyes on me, and I look over, and he's looking down my tattoos, and his he looks up at me, and goes, "You look like an interesting fella. Do you work? Yeah, man, I do. He goes, what do you do? Play with computers? I'm like, <laughs> nah, man, I play fiddle. Play fiddle." For an Irish rock band. For an Irish rock band. <laughs> it's like being in an echo chamber. But it just, he had no no idea that I guess I was being serious. Yeah. But he just assumed that I didn't work, I, I guess. <laughs> that, that was a verbal assault? Yeah, he said it really condescendingly. <laughs> it <Aww>. hurt. <laughs> well, the, the one thing about that incident, though, with, with uh, the dude in Weston... Is that it has been very common, but we were if there's some some drunk person in our way who's actually in the middle of the road and you <laughs> trying to get them out of the way. What's hilarious to me is how how indignant because <laughs> they get I'm they get mad here. at us for like having to use the road to 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 move, have her. You know, I was there first. <laughs> it's just like I was like, you fuck you, man. It's that happened a lot in the, the alleyway oh. behind Fado. We yeah. were trying to get out oh, because there yeah. was one, there was a, a dance club at one end of the, of the alleyway that we were typically, because quite frequently we get blocked in from one side. So we'd have to go out through this crowd of yeah. partiers at the other end. And sometimes they would be fine, but quite frequently there'd be a couple of people going, fuck you. Trying to stand in an alley here. <laughs> Gosh. This is one of the most nonsensical reactions. Anyway, so. Is this the part where we get slapped? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Heard about this show. So (laughs) by the time we are recording this in Las Vegas right now, but by the time you hear this, we'll actually be in San Diego. Nice. Second of two nights at the field. Yes. Which is a pub that uh, actually one of the 
coolest Irish pubs I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the which food was so good. Just so happens to be owned by Patrick's cousin. Correct. What's your, what, are your, what are your cousin's names? Uh, my cousin, uh, Daniel Drain, owns it, and his wife, Edna. Yeah. And, excuse me, yeah, and uh, we're two nights on Monday, Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. In the gas lamp district. Yes. So this is cool because we, this is the second time we've, we've played in San Diego. Actually, we played a string of dates in San Diego a long time ago, and uh, we visited the field, and we're saying like, oh, it would be really cool to play here. So now we finally get to actually play in the pub. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, well, we, we, got, we got, got, got a little bit of stick there from the, from, uh, the cousins when... Uh, because we played at Hennessy's around the corner, but Hennessy's used to own a whole string of clubs. Yeah. We played the ones here in uh, Fremont mm-hmm. Street in um, Vegas. Then we played San Diego. We also did uh, Orange a- County or something. Atlantic Beach. Yeah, we did. A, you know, so yeah. we did a bunch of the Hennessy's, and then uh, so anyway, right around the corner from Hennessy's was the field, mm-hmm. and we go and meet up with uh, Daniel. We met him at the Coronado Hotel where. Uh, I think it was, was it Gone with the Wind? What was the, uh, the movie from, from that hotel? Famous movie? Oh. Uh, not Gone with the Wind. <laughs> was it Chitty Chitty Bang? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, Navy Seals? No, I think it was uh, Goodfellas? No? I don't know. It's Jaws? Yeah. Anyway, it was one of the, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a movie. And uh, so we met Daniel and Enda there at the, thing and uh, she says she says why why you know why don't you play for us uh, they, you didn't ask <laughs> so anyway so we're coming back and that was the first call we made and boom yeah so was it happens it, was it some like it hot was that the movie you're thinking maybe of? Marilyn yeah. Monroe yeah yeah well she hasn't done anything lately though right too soon too soon <laughs> and so after this we're going to be we have tomorrow off Wednesday I'm in the future now. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> you're just drunk. You should do laundry sure sometime, not? Ted. You've been working <laughs> those clothes for a while. <laughs> I, I, I only I, brought I, one change of clothes. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of enjoying the flies. I've named them all. <laughs> okay. So then we're going to be in uh, Bullhead City. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Lazy Harry's? Yeah. There's no city, though. It's, it's just Bullhead. Bullhead. Oh, that was long. Well, you can just make up, you know. Go ahead. You may as well. You've been toying with this, you know, this great story. On. I remember seeing a city somewhere. That's all right. Yeah, Sioux City. So, um, Lazy Harry's. Is that two nights? Were you there two nights? Two nights. Yeah. yeah. Thursday and Friday. And then on to uh, the Dubliner in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. And our, yeah. our, our, our good friend Scott Jeffords is going to come out and sit in on some fiddle. Oh, I get the night traveler. off? No, not the night off. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Cool. We haven't seen her in a long time. Yeah. We talked, is Heidi coming out? Yes, Heidi Hill. Heidi she's going to come out and uh, play fiddle. She's a, a local, uh, local fiddle legend in uh, Phoenix. She's mm-hmm. played with us before. Yeah. We played at Rosie McCaffrey's in uh, Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, she played Golly Girl. I remember that. Was it, I thought it was Whiskey in the Jar. Well, it was at least, maybe it was both of them. Oh, uh, yeah. Might as well, since we're lying about everything else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, she did. But I remember because we were playing with them. That's that's another good thing too. Is that you know the fiddle players that we've had have been very good about letting people sit in. And uh, but but I remember we, we've talked about this before. <laughs> Rock and roll bands. If somebody comes in with harmonicas to your gig, don't let them on the stage oh, unless God. his name is Huey Lewis or Tom Petty. Okay, too soon. 
Um, but don't let them on the stage because they don't know what they're doing unless their name is Huey Lewis. That's it, right? That's right. just that's just my. But um, yeah, screw, always, you, screw you, John Popper. Well, number one, if, if anybody, that, anybody traveler. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not. That's if anybody not, actually asks, whether, rather than being invited, there's that's very two different, very different things generally, right? Well, I'll write that you, down. Yeah, but I'm just saying nine. Hundred times out of eight hundred times, do yeah. the math. They're they're just they're they're gonna screw it up. Yeah, I guarantee you. And the only reason why your friend Mr. Popper is so big is he inhales when he plays. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, uh, so anyway, th- this young lady Heidi, actually she's uh, she's she's married now. Her name is Heidi. It's not Heidi Hill anymore. But um, she had come in and told us fiddle blah blah blah. So we hey, get up here and do it. And she was brilliant. Great timing and. Uh, you know, good tone and whatnot, which is, uh, you know, it's just nice when people say, can do what they say they're going to do. And it was uh, just, I remember it being very good. And she's been playing, she does a lot of, uh, she does, plays in uh, some country bands in Phoenix and she plays in, in uh, some Irish bands as well. Yeah. And then the other guy, Scott Jeffers, plays in a band called Traveler. And uh, we played with them in Austin. And Scott is a, uh, a phenomenal musician, but he's also, he's a, a gypsy in that. He just goes all over the earth. I mean, just everywhere, fiddle in hand, and he's ready to go at a time. And he's a he's a he's a wonderful talent, and he always has he always has just incredible musicians with him every time we've. Yeah, so I think yeah. it's Scott Jeffers Travelers. I think that's the name of the. Yeah, he's got a really cute butt too. Ooh, settle down. <laughs> now, now we're gonna have to take a break for a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe we should end it here before things get out of hand. Um, Thanks, Mike. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Delirious. Wow. Anyway, uh, that's it. Now that we've got the gang here. Yeah, we're never going to do it again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have any questions for us, please send them our way as usual. Please hesitate to ask. (laughs) There's plenty plenty more material. Plenty more material we could cover that... uh, Anyway, <laughs> I'm tired. It's been it's been a long day. And I'm Mike McAloon. Yeah, that's Mike. <laughs> I'm Wes. I'm Wes. And this is Nightline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Good night.